I'd like to welcome you to the ministry of McCormick's Creek Church. We certainly hope that you will enjoy this selection. These three and verse number one. Amen. I sure am glad these kids got with it. Amen. So I won't feel obligated to preach to just them tonight. Amen. But I want to share with you what is on my heart. Amen. I believe the greatest days of the church are ahead of us. Amen. And I'm going to try to convince you of that the next little bit. (laughs) I was hoping you believed it ahead of time, but we're going to do a little work on it, I guess. Let's try it again. I believe the greatest days of the church are ahead of us. All right. (laughs) Amen. Ecclesiastes 3, verse number 1 says, To everything there is a season. And to every purpose under heaven. My subject for a few moments tonight is seasons, circles, and cycles. Seasons, circles, and cycles. Could you maybe put your Bibles down for a moment and let's lift our voice one more time together and ask the Lord to just bless us with His Word. Oh, give him one more great big hand clap of praise and you may be seated. To everything there is a season. My first subject or point tonight, if you will, is seasons. Life is full of seasons. I believe that here in Indiana we all understand that well, that there's a winner how many of you is ready for springtime? A few weeks ago, they were calling for a snowstorm to hit on Saturday night into Sunday. And somebody said, well, we're, we're not going to be able to have church. And I said, I'm so sick and tired of it. I said, we're going to have church if it's just me and my wife there. And we had church and it was just me and my wife there. I'm going to tell you, winter, it's been a long winter, hasn't it? We've had some good winters the last few years, but the season of winters hit us this year. It's kind of how life is, isn't it? Sun shines one day, rains the next. I've learned in 34 years on this planet that there are seasons. There are seasons when your family's doing pretty good. Seems like everything's going right. Mortgage is up to date. I hope you can relate. <laughs> That's my spoken word for the night. Bills are on time. You and the wife are getting along for you young people, you and your parents. <laughs> Obey them to have the rule over you. That's, for you. That's your sermon for the night. But seasons change. And the economy changes. And the mortgage payment that used to be so easy gets a little more stressful. The devil has a great way of taking these moments of seasons in a church, in a marriage, in a life, and he sows seeds of deception to make you and I believe 
This is all God's got for me. It's never going to get any better than this. It's always going to be cold out. It's always going to be snowstorm coming. You realize tonight I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not talking about the weather. But the devil gets us as a church in these moments where we go and sometimes we're baptizing folks every time we come and Holy Ghost is falling every time we come and and then all of a sudden, maybe it doesn't happen here, but let me just get it off my chest about home for a moment. We go from that season till all of a sudden you can't get people to come to church. And I don't mean to be ugly. I hope I'm not out of line here. But then you got to see people as they pack up their Bible and say, we're not going to go here anymore. It gets in a church and it gets in a season. And I'm going to tell you that's when the devil comes in and he starts putting in your mind, what am I doing wrong? And, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm out of the will of God. and Maybe I made a mistake or maybe I've done something wrong. But I want to tell you tonight that sometimes the seasons just change. It's just life. I said it's just life. A couple years ago, we had an outreach event on Saturday. I know y'all put this stuff on the web, so I'm hoping this particular fellow don't listen. But at least to my advantage, I'm going to tell the story exactly how it happened. We had an outreach event on Saturday, and, and, and we had been in a parade. And, you know, you know, preachers, we think we're the mayor in the town. And so I was going around shaking hands, hugging babies and everything else. And I noticed when we got to the end of the parade, there was a group of my men. They were all standing around a car. I walked over there, and I, I said, what's going on? They said, Brother so-and-so had a flat tire. And uh, I said, oh, man. And he was standing right there, and I turned and said, oh, man, I hate when this happens. And he just was distraught. He said, Pastor, he said, this is just another one of those trials of my faith. And, you know, I've got a filter that between my brain and my mouth. But if my wife's not with me, That thing don't work. And before I could say, you'll get through this, God will help you, I said, if this is flat tire is a trial of your faith, buddy, you need to backslide right now. You say, Brother Wilkes, did you say that? I did say that. Because I'm going to tell you something, a flat tire is not a test of my faith. A bad day is not a test of my faith. A trial is not a test of my faith. I love God more than a flat tire. I love God more than a bad day. Don't you understand? He brought me out of the miry clay. I'm going to praise Him no matter what I'm going through. Somebody ought to praise Him right now. I know it's an old song, but I've had good days. I've had bad days. I've had the clouds hang low, and I've had the sun shine bright. But I will not complain. I will not complain. He's been mighty good to me. I feel like Somebody that's been down, you've been going through a trial, you need to tell the devil right now, I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to tell you something. 
We can't get distraught in these seasons. Hear me tonight, church. You can't get distraught when your church goes through different seasons. You just got to hang on to the Word. You just got to hang on to God. You just got to hang on to the fact that it's not our ways, but it's His ways. And if we'll do what's right and we'll praise Him, that He will come through. And I just come to tell somebody tonight, God's going to come through for you, Brother Anthony. God's going to help. God's going to show up. It may not be right now, but the seasons will change. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy! It's coming. Come on, somebody praise him with me. Hallelujah. I'd love to tell you what I'm about to say. I got on a on a three day fast. I'd love to tell you God showed up in my office, wrote it on the wall. But I was listening to a CD and I heard the guy say it. That's where I got it. But the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Morning's not a set time. Morning's just when you wake up. And I come to tell somebody in this house tonight, you need to wake up to the fact that God is still in control of everything you are going through. You say, Brother Wilkes, you don't know my story. I know your God. And if I know your God, that's enough for me to know that He will bring you out. He will bring you out. You say, Brother Wilkes, I've been in this a long time. I'm going to tell you something. God has been doing miracles much longer. He's been in the miracle working business, and He will do it again. I said He will do it again. I was talking about being a young man last night. Brother Fox and these guys got up here and started telling me their age, and I said, man, I am young. I'm going to tell you something. But you come by too late to tell me God won't see you through. You come by too late to tell me God won't heal you. You come by too late to tell me that God won't change the seasons. I come to tell somebody, I come to remind you tonight, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Come on, somebody. God's going to change the season. I feel a revival. I feel it coming. I feel so. I feel outpouring. I feel blessing. The season is going to change. I wish somebody would lift up your voice and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I know we worshiped a long time, but I need just a second right here. I understand in the 21st century, especially these televangelists and all these folks, they're turning Christianity in like it's a a trip on a love boat or something. 
your best life now. And if you get in the church, you'll never have a flat tire. You'll never be sick. Everything's going to be great. I'm going to tell you something. Living for God is a whole lot more like a battleship than it is a love cruise. But I come to tell you, I am signed up. I am ready to fight the good fight of faith. I want the devil to know you can knock me down, but you will not knock me out. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm not going to lay down now. I'm not going to quit now. I'm signed up to make it all the way. Come on, let's give the Lord praise, everybody. Seasons. Everybody say seasons. They change. Seasons. They change. Let me tell you something, though. As a church, I feel like if I'm wrong, your ministers can straighten this out when I'm gone. Please don't do it while I'm here to hurt my feelings. That's a season I'm not prepared for. But I'm going to tell you, it's not the will of God for churches to be in seasons of mourning because folks have walked away. I said it's not the will of God for churches to get into seasons of mourning. I thank God for the revival of yesterday. But I'm not going to hang my head because I'm in a different season. But I'm going to look to the hills from whence cometh my help. For my help cometh. I wish somebody shout that back at me. My help cometh. I want to tell this church something in the Holy Ghost. You have not yet seen your greatest day. You have not yet seen your greatest hour. Don't you stay in a season of mourning. There is a revival on the horizon. There is a revival that wants to shake and break loose on this body. The season, the season will change. I wish I had a man full of the Holy Ghost that would run these aisles right now. I wish I had somebody that would leap for joy. The seasons will change. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Do you hear what's going on in here tonight? We're breaking out of this. We're breaking out of this. Our greatest days is in front of us. Come on, somebody. The latter rain is going to be greater than the former rain. Somebody lift up your voice and shout unto God. Before you sit down on me, I would. I'm not going to ask anybody else to run. I didn't realize that many was going to go. Hallelujah for it. But I dare somebody. Now, I just talked about the church. 
But I dare somebody that in your personal life, you've been in a season that you don't understand or maybe a season of struggle. I dare you to throw your hands up in the air and say, devil, get ready. I'm coming out of this. The sun's about to shine again. I feel a change on the horizon. I feel a revival. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. I prophesy that to you in the Holy Ghost. There's coming a change in the season. You can be seated tonight. One more time, say seasons. Then you have circles. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. Whew, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Bible said, And thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee. Watch this now. To prove thee. And to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would keep us his commandments. As people, as churches, we go through seasons. And it's not God, and it's not even the devil. It's just life. But circles, on the other hand, Brother Adam, are altogether different. Circles are sent from God. And there's a purpose to the circle. He said, I'm trying to prove you. I'm trying to humble you. And I'm trying to show you what's in your heart. Because there's a revival to be had. There's a blessing to behold. But I'm going to let you circle the mountains until you get every bit of junk out of you that don't belong there. I'm going to let you circle the mountain till you know that I'm El Shaddai. I'm going to let you circle the mountain till you know I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm going to let you circle the mountain till you know that you can't get out of the circle without me. And churches, just like people, Brother Anthony, I'm not trying to pick on you, you're just the one I recognize. The circle, churches can get in them just like people. And we say, why can't we get over this mark? It seems like we grow a little bit. We take two steps forward, we take two back. Oh, y'all ain't going to be transparent with me, are you? Okay. Well, I'm preaching to Vivi right now. They're going to hear it on the Internet. Seems like revival's coming. That preacher was right. Seasons change. Here it goes. And next thing you know, here we go. We're back around the wagons. We're back around the mountains. But I want to tell you tonight, that ain't the devil doing that to this church. Sometimes God will put a church in a circle. And I'm just going to bump this and move on because I'm just a visitor here. And my truck's fast, but I don't know if it's fast enough to get out of here quick enough. I do got friends here tonight, so I feel a little stronger. But sometimes in a circling, not everybody makes it back around the mountain with you. And you've got to be real careful. Now, I believe in prodigals. We'll talk about that before I get out of here this weekend. 
But you've got to be real careful who you go back for. Uh, you don't have to help me right there. I'll just walk on this from, with my own here for a second. Sometimes in the circle process as a church, God has got to rid a church, let me say it this way, of certain things. I don't want you putting a face on it. Go ahead and put my next scripture up there. They got me nervous. I'm really not. I'm just lying. But there comes a point, Brother Adam, in the circling, when God says, I've proved you. I've humbled you. Let me give you a little advice. Hey, buy into God's humbling process. Don't make Him humble you. I know that's not as exciting as what we were doing a minute ago, but I'd rather fall under the mighty hand of God than the wrath of God come down on me. But there comes a moment. Let me tell you, some of you in your personal life, I'll tell you what circles are like. It's like when you've got a problem in your life and you just keep going around that problem and it never gets better. Anybody ever been there? just keeps going around us. But there comes a moment in the circle, Brother Adam, where the, the Bible says this, And the Lord spoke unto me, spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this, this mountain long enough. Woo! I hope this ain't wrong. If it is, I'm His friend. Y'all crucify Him. You, as a church have compassed these mountains long enough. You've talked about who you lost long enough. You cried over who walked away long enough. The Bible said you've compassed these mountains long enough. Tell the people that they go forward. I feel the voice of the Lord saying to McCormick's Creek, it's time to go forward. It's time to march on. It's time to press toward the mark. I need you to help me. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Woo! Woo! God will bless the church. A church starts getting blessed. Good things happen. Brother Hill brought me over that building next door. That's a good thing. Well, y'all ain't been to Vivi. We don't have it. It's a good thing. But the devil will try to use anything. If he believes a church will turn it into a mountain that they will not go beyond, but they'll keep going around. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. We need to tear something down in this room right now. Devil ain't going to stop this church. You've been here too long. We're not putting chains on the door. We're not folding up the towel. We're not throwing it in. We're not giving up. We're not giving in. We're about ready to march into the greatest revival that you've ever... 
The devil's been lying to somebody and said you're never going to get beyond these mountains. But I'm telling you, it's time to go forward. Somebody lift up your voice and shout unto God right now. I say this respectfully. I say this respectfully and directly. Quit talking about your problems all the time. God's wanting to deliver a people into a place of revival that's got a praise on their lips. Well, I'm going to keep hitting you with it till you get it. Stop throwing your pity party. You know what I'm talking about. You're putting that pointed hat on, blowing that little thing that rolls out, hoping somebody's going to come and look at your mountains with you. Quit talking about your mountains all the day long. Make up your mind when we get to church this Sunday. I'm marching forward. I'm marching on beyond that trouble, beyond that trial, beyond that difficulty. Don't you look at me tonight and say, what does he know? You're not hearing from a virgin voice. I've had my wounds and I've been beat up. But I'm telling you, you can go forward. Forward, Brother Ryan, there can be a greater day in front of us than what we went through, but we must march on. I wish you'd throw your hands in the air and shout unto God right now. Come on, let's worship Him together right now. Quit talking about your mountains. You know what it's time to do? It's time to start walking up to each other and say, Look what the Lord has done. Didn't He bring us out? Didn't He bring us over? Didn't He bring us through? Look what the Lord has done. I'm telling you, if, my, if our praise team ever hears this CD, they're going to laugh their head off because the one thing, they love their pastor, but every time I accidentally sing in the mic, they get so mad at me, they're ready to vote me out. But I'm going to do it anyways. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. We need to get that song back in our heart. He healed my body. He saved my soul. Come on, somebody. Do you remember what God has done for you? Do you remember how He brought you out? Do you remember how He healed you? How He saved you? How He delivered you? How He set you free? Come on, somebody. He's been so good to me. I've just got to praise. I wish somebody would praise Him tonight. Woo. Me, i got to move quickly. You bunch of kids worship so long tonight, i got to move quickly. I'm glad you did it. I was assisting my father in our home church. And uh, I was in my early 20s. 
And all the time, I'd go in his office, Pastor Robinson, please don't judge me. I'm going to be transparent right here. I'd go in there and say, Dad, what you need to do is this. What we need to do is this. And, of course, Dad, would, he, was just, he wasn't confrontational. He'd say, Son, just relax. Go take some Imodium and just chill out. <laughs> just calm down, you know. And I'd go in there just, Dad, I'm telling you, Dad, if I was a pastor now, I could fix this in a heartbeat, you know. Son, just calm down. When I was 26 years old, I was voted in as pastor. And boy, I, I came first day on the job on a Sunday. And now, no one else knew this, but I knew I had to be the most gifted pastor that ever, ever had graced the pulpit. I mean, I've been telling the pastor what to do for years. I wouldn't have to be taking it so early if he'd have been listening to me, you know. That's a joke. But nobody told me that the greatest gift I would need in my first five years as pastor was the gift of goodbye. We love y'all. Feel free to come back. If it don't work over there, we're still over here. (laughs) Some pastors were given altar calls. I was just trying to get to the back door to at least tell them bye. Woo. So you're not hearing from somebody that ain't went through my seasons, that ain't went around my mountains a few times. Woo. But I just got a little word of wisdom for you. Anybody or anything that walks away from a church, from a person, from an individual. You just got to take it as that's God saying to you, you don't need it for your destiny. Say, Brother Wilkes, that seems like an anti-Christian statement. Don't you love people? I love them, but sometimes you got to love them and leave them. telling this church, you've got everything you need for an on-fire move of God. I'm telling you, maybe it doesn't happen here. Maybe I'm just getting this off my chest. But in churches, we get too busy saying, well, if we had this or we had that, if we had, oh, we could just think if we had, look what we could do. I'm telling you, God wants to know what are you going to do with what you've already got. If you'll do something with what I've already blessed you with, I might send the... You say, Brother Wilkes, you're not preaching to the young people. Oh, yes, I am. Because if this whole church will develop a mentality that says we're going forward, our children won't be raised knowing how to go around the mountain, but they will be raised knowing God will bring us out. Somebody lift up your hands and shout unto God with me. Come on, let's put our hands together and praise Him. Everybody say circles. Last one is cycles. Seasons, just life. Rains on the just, rains on the unjust. Circles, however, are from God. 
And I tell you, church, what circling really is. It's a time of maturing us. Let's just say it this way. I don't any longer approach that pulpit back home thinking I'm the pastor that's got all the tools needed to do the job. Most Sundays it's more like this. If you don't show up, I don't want to show up either. If you don't do it, I can't do it. There's a maturing that happens in the circle. But the cycle is altogether different. The cycle sent by the devil himself. To keep a church or a person from making the same mistakes that the previous generation made. You find the story in Genesis 26. I wish our group back home was as fast as they are here with that. Edit that as well from the tape. And Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the, the men of that place asked of his wife, you know this story, and he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say she is my wife, and the men of this place should kill me for Rebekah because she was fair to look upon. I hate to tell you this, but Isaac just lied. This cycle, however, Brother Adam, is it's the same lie his father told in the same place. And I've seen churches and I've seen people. It's like they get to a certain place of growth and all of a sudden they can't get any higher than that. And the devil will use a cycle in your life to make you think you're no better than the failures of the previous generation. You know, you know how many people tonight are professing that they are alcoholics based upon the fact that at some point in their life they sold out to the belief that's what my daddy was, that's what my grandpa was, that's what my great-grandpa was, that's all we've ever been is alcoholics. You know how many people in here are in and out of church, can't serve God, because they come from a long line of lineage that that's all they did? And the devil uses that cycle to make you think you're never going to be no better than your previous generations. And if you're here tonight and maybe your ancestors were nothing but angels, why don't you help me preach to the rest of us that come from ancestors that wasn't so good? The devil would love to make people just stand still and not move forward in God and not be used of God because something in the back of our mind says, you know what you really are. You know who you really are. You know what your daddy did. You know you're no better than that. Hallelujah. I come to break that cycle tonight. I come to break every cycle over every microphone I ever get anywhere. I hope God would use me to break every cycle that is in the saint of God's mind that makes you think you can go no further than where the previous generation failed. I don't know what the record number for this church is. But let me tell you how the devil works. You're going to get back. You're going to keep growing. But about the time you get ready to get back around record numbers, 
oh, I just got to hit something in the Holy Ghost right there. Because I felt a little shred of doubt go through here. And I say, Brother Wilkinson, that number's a long way from where we're at right now. We'd just be happy with a few more people. You going to sell your God that short? We're missing the point. Don't you know if he did it once, he can do it again? I said, don't you know if he did it once, he can do it again? I need somebody that believes you're going to grow beyond what you've ever been. I need you to jump up on your feet and say, I will not fall in a cycle. I'm going to break that cycle in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. Brother Adam, he doesn't just use the previous generation's failures. The devil likes to get up in where you and I have failed. Is there anybody in here been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Anybody in here made some bad choices? Anybody in here made some mistakes? And the devil likes to make you and I think. I don't know why you're trying to do so good right now. You know you can't survive success. You know if the responsibility and the weight of that success is put on your shoulders, you know you're going to fall. You did it before, didn't you? Oh, maybe the devil don't talk to nobody else. He talks to me. Y'all need to tell me how you get away with ignoring him like that. You know you're going to mess up again. Let me just tell you something. I got permission to tell this or I wouldn't tell it. My great, my great-grandfather, whom I never met, they said was a powerful, powerful evangelist. Said everywhere he went, people got the Holy Ghost, got delivered. Am I doing that? My bad. Y'all messing with me back there? Okay. They said he everywhere he went, there was a move of God. But he couldn't keep his heart right. I'll save you the details, but he fell into moral sin. My grandfather, whom I did meet, had the touch of God on his life, but he couldn't keep his heart right. He fell into moral failure. My father, whom I love, and by the grace of God is serving God today, and God's blessing him and touching him. But my father was a mighty man of God, led our church into a mighty revival, but he couldn't keep his heart right. And he fell into moral failure. So don't you believe this 30-something, 20-something-year-old pastor, when I start trying to grow that church for the Anthony down there in BD, don't you think there's some days that old devil got up in my office, said, what are you doing? I got your great-grandpa that you didn't even know. I got your grandpa. I got your dad. And you know the kind of thoughts you have some days. Ain't nobody going to help me, huh? And there's many a days I'd get ready to get in that pulpit and that devil would say, grow it as big as you want to grow it. But one of these days, you're going to end up in the same cycle. Can I tell you how you break a cycle? You plant your feet on the ground. You look the devil in the eyeball and say, you may have got grandpa. You may have got my daddy, but you're not going to get me. I've got the blood of Jesus. 
Come on, somebody, do I need to remind you? Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Somebody needs to tell the devil, you can't have me. You can't have me. I don't care who you got. I'm breaking the cycle. Come on, somebody worship. Somebody worship. Come on, lift up your voice and worship. I'll tell you what happened. I hope this builds your faith and doesn't discourage you, but I'll tell you what happened. The devil got to working on me, and we, we started growing. I started learning how to say hello instead of goodbye, and people were coming. And, and God was moving, Brother Adam. You've been there. We had a move of God there. God was touching us and blessing us. And, and, and the devil started working on me. He said, you know you're going to fall. Daddy fell. I'm telling you something. My daddy was my hero. He was, my, he was a man of God. Don't you ever underestimate the power of that devil. But I'll tell you what, my father, he got out of church for a while, and he knows I'm telling this story. He said, son, if you can save somebody, tell it. He got out of church for a while, and I was, I was seeing that church grow again. And the devil got to talking to me, Brother Adam, saying, you know you're going to mess up. And Brother Robertson, something went off in me and said, you've got to break this cycle. I told the Lord, I said, no, we're going to do better than, better than that. I'm going to pull my dad up out of this world. And I'm going to get my dad back in the church. And my dad's going to help me break that cycle. I want the devil to hear me and I want you to hear me. You come to VV on any given Sunday and to my right sits my dad. I'm now his pastor. But he's worshiping and praising and believing. Woo! I wish somebody would say, devil, you can't have me. Devil, you can't have my family. Devil, you can't have my church. We're going to break the cycle. Lift up your hands and worship Him right now. I hope, I hope that you'll hear me respectfully when I say this. I don't mean, brethren, that anybody has failed this church. You've got a great man of God, a great church. You can be here five minutes and you can tell that. But there are things that happen over the course of time that the enemy would love to make believers think there's no way we could ever get beyond that. I've never said this to a church, but I'm about to say it to you. And I realize it's very vague, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm telling you that whoever could dream the biggest dream that you might could dream for this church... What God wants to do is bigger. 
say, Brother Wilkes, that's an easy statement to hype everybody up. That's why I didn't say it screaming and shouting. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm just trying to tune you into the fact there's more revival waiting on you than you could ever imagine. And if there are any snares or any cycles, as a church, you're going to step right over them on your way to what God has for you. I want you to hear me. There is a devil that is passing through the land, seeking whom he may devour. But just like that death angel in the Old Testament, when he gets to this house, he's going to find Pastor Robertson out there putting the blood on the doorpost. He's going to find the Holy Ghost filled ladies in this church putting the blood on the doorpost. And there is a shaking that is coming through the earth. But it ain't going to shake revival out of this house. Woo! Lift up your hands and lift up your voices right now. And let's shout to God together. Come on, let's lift up our voices to Him just another moment. These altars are open. Pray for a change of seasons. Decide to leave the circle. Whatever you do in this house tonight, break the cycle.